Okay. Sweet. So I joined a timeshare, by the way, Iris. I hate you. I know. I hate me too. But you're a realtor. You why? know better. I should know better, but I don't. You know how they got me? Muffins, man. That's how they get. That's how they always get you. Just muffins? Yeah, man. Can you imagine eating muffins in this, man? That's the answer. Mm -hmm. What kind of muffins? You know, we're talking everything muffins. We're talking blueberry muffins, man. We're talking like, you know, those that are living on the cryo side. You can get those banana nut muffins, which... Banana nut are... chocolate chip muffins. See, now you're talking dark, dark magic here. No, I'm talking about the kind of muffin that I would necessitate to willingly go into a timeshare. So Jonathan, where is where is it? Are we invited? It's it's all over. There's a bunch of them all over the world. But what was it? We we fell in love with Tahoe. It's in Tahoe. Tahoe. Gorgeous. Yeah, there's like four of them in Tahoe. So like wherever I want to be on the lake. Cool. Are you are yeah. you gonna use it for the summer or the winter or both? Both, man. Both, baby. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm are we invited? Uh, at some point, I have to you know spend more time with my spouse. <laughs> I have to uh, brush up on my snowboarding skills. As do I. Um, recently came uh, into possession of one that I don't know if I'm overweight for or if I'm uh, too tall for. Uh, it's a 155 centimeter uh, Burton. Yeah, so, one of the uh, one of the greatest things about living in Sacramento is you're only two hours from Tahoe, so you can literally day trip even on the weekends. And I was part of a meetup group that would organize carpools, only pay only twenty dollars, and uh, you made your way up to. Uh, either North Star or uh, uh, Kirkwood or Heavenly, because those are the, uh, the the Vail resorts. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, um, it was it was good. I got uh, I got pretty good at it. Then I almost died. <laughs> yeah, but that means you got great at it then. <laughs> I'm assuming it almost it happened at Kirkwood, right? What was that? Did it happen at Kirkwood where you almost died? Actually, yes. Yeah. Kirk Kirkwood <laughs> is if um, there's because there's the entire back section is just rocks. It's like it's rugged it like if you like the sport of, if you like snowboarding as a sport as an exploration kirkwood is for you because it's it's so rugged there's the, the there's the wall where it's like one of the steepest things ever and then there's also the wave it looks like something that you surf on and people are trying to like figure out like what's the safest way to get down this thing yeah it's um <laughs> Definitely a um, yeah. It's like the fact that you have like literally like, hey, so you're gonna you're going to you're gonna have a free fall for at least about two seconds. Enjoy like for ninety percent of like the stuff that's over in like, oh yeah, that's just black diamonds. Like this is triple diamond shit that you're saying is like advanced. Oh yeah, oh okay. Yeah. Well, the best way to do a diamond is to not know that it's a diamond. That you're not the first one to say that to me. Yeah. That that first piece of advice was given to me when I was fifteen years old. <laughs> Well, because you go up the lift with your friends, you don't quite know where you're going, and then like you find the you find your way down, and you tra you like traverse it to make it as as slow as possible, and then it's like, oh, okay, that was that was a black diamond. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah if you guys need me, I'll be inside of the timeshare, <laughs> away from all of this. You're not gonna cook for us, are you? What? Never mind. I'll order pizza for all of you. <laughs> okay, that'll be good enough. Fantastic piece. Because if, I, if I'm going to be around that much snow, I will be drinking. <laughs> I mean, that's half the fun. There's even a word for it. It's called ampli. Yeah, there we go. I, I pray ski, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, you know, half the people are, half the people, like, they just sit on their butt at the top of the slope and, and talk. And then the other half are sitting on their butt in the lodge and drinking. So that's me. That's me. Most people are not like actually snowboarding. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, which is fine. I mean, I've, I've paid $30 uh, per ride to get to somewhere to, you know, have a $20 beer before. It's not the first time it will be the last. Uh huh. Talking, talking Disney. <laughs> so, so the I first take and it. Last time I went snowboarding, most of it was just me laying on the slope because I kept falling in so much pain and just surely someone will come get me (laughs) No, or I die here. It's fine. Either way. The worst is when you fall in the powder because then then you, then it's like an athletic move and and you don't know if you could do it and you have to like muster all your energy, your, your abs to like get yourself up off the powder because it's, you're just fallen in this awkward angle so hard and that's why i just laid there (laughs) until eventually i was helped up and that was my decision of i'll be in the lodge drinking if anyone needs me (laughs) see you in four hours (laughs) i still think it's cheaper than golf (laughs) cheaper than golf cheaper than golf f golf (laughs) oh i why you don't like golf no i I, so like I, the concept of the sport is interesting to me, um, but the, the the culture that's been built around it is I don't like I don't I can't grasp the idea of spending like eight hundred dollars a month to basically have access to a park that I go out and you know maybe get a sunstroke from I just I just can't get behind that. That's that's true. The the exclusivity of the clubs, yeah. Like and I love the fact that like you know in in our web 3.0 world that we have currently we've effectively done that with like this the, with the bullshit that is nfts like you have it where like you're spending like twelve thousand dollars to have access to a club that may just may or may not be a real thing at some at any point but it's it's ridiculous and i hate it i would rather just spend that much money and buy a golf cart of my own because that's the best part of golf to me is i'm in charge yeah, of this, the, i'm in charge of this tiny vehicle <laughs> that has cup holders and the cup holders usually have alcoholic beverages. Why am I trusted with this? And I love it. It's my favorite part. Yeah. Well, all I'm going to say is I'm very un-Korean. I don't golf. You know, they, uh, I had a nickname when I lived in Hermosa beach, as I heard you guys mentioning, um, they called me Charlie. Why? The apocalypse now reference. Cause I don't surf. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I sink. Even <laughs> I, I surf, dude. Yeah, well, we can't we can't all be perfect uh, perfect humans. <laughs> yeah, well, hey, we can't all do everything. I tried surfing in 2020. It was the hardest thing ever. But uh, did, you, did you manage to not sink? Did you manage to float? Because you're <laughs> you, you're you know when me. <laughs> you know you see the wave approaching you and getting bigger and bigger than you thought. And you know it's going to crash over you. And there's that moment of surrender where it's like, you know, I think I lived a nice life. Yep. <laughs> I think it but was. Then, the, but uh, then the wave quickly passes you by and then you're, you're back alive again. Now, now, now you're trying to like manage uh, your, you find your own board and, you know, so you could stay afloat and then somehow mosey your way back. 
that the amount of times like so like your kirkwood moment it every single time i go into the ocean is that moment for me <laughs> like as, as i've gotten older and as i like my muscle density has changed i have found myself being drugged by a wave upside down to where i'm leaving little indents on the bottom of the ocean more times than i care and it's a it's not a it's an n n is greater than four number times of me just like <laughs> um so you're creating craters at the bottom of the ocean (laughs) that are then immediately erased so not like not even that small moment of my life is left indelible and on the universe it's like very reminder like oh yeah no you don't matter and the ocean will destroy you and your memory make you feel any better i say that i can surf not that i'm good at it but just that i continue to successfully not die you know, sometimes that, like that is the success. Of all battles. <laughs> Iris, you are, you're a trooper and I a survivor. I can still do this. <laughs> well, I think that's a good segue to our I main topic. I can cling we... desperately to this chunk of foam. <laughs> I think that's a good transition to our main topic now that we covered uh, snowboarding and surfboarding. Uh, um, despite our near-death experiences with those two things, I think the three of us are still committed uh, to the golden state as this is our home however it seems like leaving the golden state leaving california has become like the unofficial state sport it seems like i don't know you talk to your friends or you talk to strangers and people are talking about the merits of whether they should uh, leave california for uh for if not greener pastures cheaper pastures um so let's uh you know, I'll throw in some statistics from the Brookings Institute from uh, last month. Um, I got the Excel spreadsheet, and it looks like from July 2020 to July 2021, the biggest population gainer was Texas with 310,000, Florida second, 210,000, and then Arizona, 98,000. The three biggest population losers are New York, 320,000. California, 262,000, and Illinois, 113,000. Now, California is interesting because from July 2018 to 19, it gained um, 147 people. But then in 2019-20, according to this spreadsheet, they, it lost 69,532 people. And then- yeah. I think this was the first year that we that California didn't get did not gain did not more than we lost. Yeah, and um, yeah. So Jonathan, as 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 you being a real estate agent, and and I really loved um, uh, your uh, your um, your talk last time we had you. So I wanted to bring you back, and uh, um, you being a real you being a real estate agent, what what have you seen uh, uh, from clients uh, that are wanting to to leave California? Are, are, you, are you seeing a lot of demand for Arizona, Texas, and and um, and Florida? Uh, not so much Florida, thank God. <laughs> um, no, but uh, like you know, Wyoming is a big one. Um, <clears throat> what's interesting is like a lot of the people that I know that are like their clients that are looking at the idea of moving out of state, which there's a, there's a number of it. It's not the majority of my clients, but it's, it's usually they're older, they're retired. 
they have two reasons why they're deciding to move. Uh, one is, uh, what was it? They want to go somewhere that their retirement uh, can go a little further. Uh, one case was they were a state pension. So they were taking California dollar, like high dollar amount, and moving it out of state, which is its own thing that I, I have grievances about, but I won't go into it too terribly. Um, but a lot of them are, uh, you know, they, they're discovering throughout their long-term search. Um, we they, they cannot match certain items of California. They have to make major compromises, but they're willing to do it because either A, their, their retirement's able to stretch a little further, or B, because they have family. Uh, Wyoming is the biggest one right now because they Wyoming gives so little concerns about 90% of what it does. Um, you're able to, what was it called? Um, you're able to buy about 40 acres, like literally 40 acres and a couple of horses uh, for the same price as a three bedroom or four bedroom here. So people are selling that, they're getting out into that. Uh, services be damned, to be honest. A couple of them are discovering that you know septic tanks are not the most fun. Um, but a lot of people are moving, like, I'm not seeing a lot of Arizona, interestingly enough. I'm not seeing a lot of Nevada, interestingly enough, but I am seeing Wyoming. I'm seeing Virginia, oddly enough. Um, and I'm seeing Oregon. That's my clientele base, uh, for the most part. It's like, maybe it's personality items. Um, Idaho, for the most part, feels like it's played out. Hmm. Um, I'm I'm hearing a lot of talk about Idaho, like, a lot of Californians moving there and people are, are bitter. Um, same thing with Arizona and, and Texas, that a lot of Californians are moving to those states and the people there are bitter about it. Um, but Idaho is an interesting choice because um, uh, it, it's attracting a lot of people that, that are into the outdoors, hunting, fishing, um, hiking, stuff like that. Can you talk about Idaho? Well, I can talk, I, I talk a little bit about Idaho. Uh, I think they still have a, uh, I think the, the, the grand wizard of the KKK that used to live in Fontana uh, moved to, to Coeur d'Alene, if I recall properly, but that's his own issue. Um, but no, Idaho is, um, it's, you're getting it to where you're having almost cost parity of Orange County and Southern California. Uh, and then you're seeing the same thing over in Montana. So that's like every single time there's a boom cycle in the real estate market. And this happened back in the 1990s. This happened back in the 1980s. Uh, Californians, we, we cash our chips on you know sitting on you know prime real estate for whatever reason be it because everybody wants to move here be because there's a um speculative bubble or be it because whatever's going on right now um and then they go up and buy up washington buy up idaho buy up um nevada Uh, it happens every single business cycle uh but what's interesting about this particular one is like i said idaho for the first time uh you're at near cost parity so if you sell your house over in Orange County for $800,000 and you want to get, oh, well, I'm going to get a, another single family residence that's over in Coeur d'Alene or in Galaxy or in uh, uh, Boise, um, you're paying, like you're literally just moving money from point A to point B. So you're no saying that it's, it's proportionally the same cost for the acreage. Uh, not even eight, like for square footage, uh, um, like down to like, so if you're selling your 3000 square foot place in Orange County, or let's say your 2000 square foot place over in Orange County, and you're like, oh, I'm going to upgrade. I'm going to get $2,500, uh, 2500 square foot. You're paying the same. You're mm-hmm. pretty much almost like for like. Um, but the thing that uh, that 
I'm now seeing clients and I'm explaining to them, especially the older ones. Hey, um, I forget which state, uh, Texas, they're allowed to adjust your property taxes every other, that uh, was it every two years based on what the assessor thinks that your property is worth. Um, now as a Californian, we think that's completely absurd. We have property. That's, that's the first thing I'm hearing is what yeah. they can do. What? Yeah, yeah, I'm granted there's some states that don't have property tax. Like, uh, again, Washington, that's where the last big boom happened. Uh, there was an LA Times article from 2007, 2008, before the crash, uh, straight up saying, hey, problems in Washington, we blame Californians. And it, that article just gets reprinted about every, you know, 10 years, it feels like, over in the- yeah, I the, feel like I've read that a few times. We, we, they, they hate us every 10 years, and they're, they're right <laughs> to do so. Uh, we go in there, we inflate their market by, you know, selling our properties for $400,000 that really should be worth about two hundred. dollars uh, and buying up their $200,000 properties and rising up to 300 and making it to where it's less expensive, hard for people to live there. Um, that's what I'm seeing, um, especially for my client base. Uh, they're not doing it impulsively. They're not going, oh, I'm going to Texas. I heard, I heard good rumors about it. I think that the last maybe during early days of COVID or even before that, uh, I think that there was a little bit of that, the the branding of Texas being whatever Texas happens to be, um, dragging people over. Uh, I'm not hearing Texas as much. <laughs> I'm not hearing Florida pretty much at all, but again, that might just be a selectivity bias where I'm not spending time with Floridians or uh, future Floridians. You mentioned COVID. Um, has COVID indeed, um, you know, in a previous episode with John, you know, we were trying to predict the post-COVID world, and we were predicting boldly that, you know, people are going to seek uh, rural areas, you know, where they can buy their log cabin or whatnot. Um, has COVID uh, really changed the the home buying pattern, or are people really uh, seeking? Um, uh, are, are are people seeking uh, states that have that are less restrictive with COVID? Like where, where, where they won't frown on you if you don't wear your mask and stuff like that? Well, they, I feel like you, you can find that wherever. Like if you go in the middle of Austin, uh, you, you can, you'll end up getting frowned at regardless. You go over into, um, uh, what's it called? Um, not a major city in Seattle, because not Seattle, Washington. If you go over to Spokane, which is ostensibly a more rural area over on the Gonzaga, you're, you go into a coffee shop there, you're going to find the ones that like care that you wear a mask and then you're going to find the ones that don't. At this current point, especially in the pandemic, I don't want to say nobody cares, but it we've we've all picked our lanes at this point. Um, and the idea and then of like, you add to that just the exhaustion that comes with so many people. Yeah. That either look, just wear your mask, or I haven't cared about this for this long. So you get these entirely different people that are so set in their ways, but tired. Well, yeah, and they and they found their communities. Like at, at this point, there 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 is no COVID restrictions for for all intents and purposes. Yeah, you'll you'll have it to where like right now they recommend that you wear a mask if it's a grouping of more than so many people per square foot inside. They recommend that, um, but you're not running in. But I, I I promise you, you go into Ukaipa and you go to like five of the bars there, and they they don't they 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 don't care. Um, what was it, LA, they just recently found like there's been no enforcement mechanism for a vaccine check. It really is the honor system. Uh, people are doing it, but it's just the honor system. Uh, so there, there, there really isn't any place that has restrictions. Um, on so the basic, 
So basically, Jonathan, you're saying that you don't you don't have to go out of state to to find your freedom. Everybody yeah. is finding their own communities based on the ones that are less afraid are finding businesses that are less afraid. The ones that are more concerned, they're still taking precautions. You don't have to go out of state to find your your people is what you're saying. Yeah, you, you, you drive not you just drive. out of state, but not even out of city. Yeah. Um, barring a few establishments, you're not going to, I mean, barring a few metro areas like San Francisco, for the most part, in city, you might find one or two bars that are kind of being cheeky about it. Um, but for the most part, you know, you, you have your Yukaipas, you have your Grass Valleys, you have your Placervilles. You have your um, Huntington Beach. You have your Huntington Beach. Where the um, pandemic never happened. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, just just what was it last week? I was getting my car serviced, and even though there's at least a dozen signs about you have to wear a mask, I was the only non-employee there wearing a mask. Yeah. Mm. Just to get my oil changed, I'm like, you know, okay. Mm. I mean, that's that's <laughs> what, like, honestly, at this point, and I'm. I feel like the stuff that we should have been doing at the beginning of the pandemic, but it's its own issue about the failures of our of our fair federal government. Like, yeah, just rock. We all rock the N95. It is the one that actually, you know, protects me from other people um, kind of thing. And at that point, like we pick our lane. Um, but uh, so but going back to but early. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, like, from early on, early pandemic. Yeah, there were people like there were people that were always talking big talk at the gate saying, oh, I'm going to go to here, I'm going to go to, or there's no restrictions, I'm going to go to South Dakota. And I had two sets of clients literally go to South Dakota. Like they didn't buy, they just traveled out there and they discovered, oh, I hate it here. It is windy and it is cold. <laughs> and they came back and they ended up uh, picking a, a little spot out in the middle of uh, uh, another square state. Um, I had one person that just decided they weren't going to sell. Because like, listen, I, I can't afford the property tax over here. Because if I said like there were older folk and they had the advantage of Prop 60, they bought when the value was $80,000, the property is worth about 800 and something. Uh, they were looking at something that was comparable in size, scope and uh, grandeur. Uh, but the issue is they would end up paying, uh, was it, I forget which state it was, but their property tax was about three times as much as ours. Um, they were looking at it and it's like, oh yeah, no, and it changes every two years. Because whenever the assessor decides to come through, oh no, I can't afford that. Yeah. So, uh, John, Jonathan, it's one thing to say, I, I'm retired now. I'm going to take my home value or my pension and go to another state that I could stretch it further. You know, even even if I have to pay capital gains tax, I could still stretch my dollar further by going to another state. That's one thing. Yeah. But the other thing I'm hearing is, let's you know, if you're a working person. Well, you know, California is too expensive. Uh, you know, if I go to another state like Arizona or Texas, where the, their economies are booming, whereas California, you know, HP and Oracle and Tesla are, are leaving because it's not business friendly here. If I could go to a state that's business friendly and growing economically, you know, my my career can uh, be improved and I can buy. Uh, the same size of house for much cheaper and establish myself financially. And these places have more traditional values. So it's easier to raise my family, yada, yada, yada. You know, a lot of, there's a lot of like media overblowing the, uh, the problems of, of San Francisco, making it sound like there's crap all over the place, but you know, people still travel there and have 
had a good time. Uh, people, the media overblows the crime wave of California, but you know, the three of us are surviving just fine. It's not like, and, and it's not like we're just dodging bullets out. everywhere. <laughs> like, it's just, it's, 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 uh, uh, so my question to you is, um, as a working person, um, for, for people our age and younger working people, you, are you seeing, are you seeing, uh, um, a trend here of, of, of younger people wanting to start families that are, that are moving to, uh, to cheaper states? Uh, are, are you seeing this happen? I, no, it's not a trend. I have a, a few small, the, the trend that you're seeing people moving out of state that are within the, the uh, working class area, the predominant number of them are non-homeowners. The predominant number are renters. And they, they're not getting the tax advantage of, oh, I, my property tax is gonna be X versus B. Um, they're running into just the issue of, hey, um, it is cheaper for me to be over here. Um, case in point, uh, this is before COVID by about two years, three years. Um, moved to Idaho, not because of the cost of living, but because that's where their family was and they could not continue to afford to pay for, uh, have two jobs, pay for housing and then pay for childcare. Those are all the issues. So they got down to the point where like, hey, we're gonna move here. We have family that's over here. It is half as much for the same exact amount. Um, and the biggest draw is the fact that they have family that's able to take care of, like basically substitute as childcare. Support systems. It, exactly. Backups. Um, and community, community little, little things like that. Stable communities that are able to stay within a neighborhood. Um, as things deteriorate in that, uh, case in point, the, you know, the reason why you have a homeless issue in areas like Los Angeles or San Francisco is because over time, people lose their support system, be it state run, be it the fact that, oh, my aunt can't live here anymore because they raise the rent because she doesn't own the condo that she's in. She doesn't own the apartment. Uh, and therefore, she now she moved over to back home to Detroit or back over to where her family is. Now I don't have a support network and whatever sideways, like, you know, one medical bill that makes someone become homeless or one small event that ruins their lives. You know, you're going to stay, you're not going to travel to some other state where you don't know the neighborhood. You don't know what other few small programs, you know, and have down pack, like I know the guy at this bodega and I know that that cop over there is crooked. And I know that guy doesn't mind if I sleep in this corner because he's just chill, like that kind of stuff. That's where you're seeing a lot of that in high rent cities. Um, that's the trend I mean, that I'm seeing from that, but that's that's a tangent. I, I, I'll, I'll jump in on that one for a second. A friend of mine used to work for a nonprofit that dealt with homelessness in Orange County. And a big thing that was just a part of her day-to-day -day life working at that specific nonprofit was the number of people that were homeless in one state <laughs> and would jump on the opportunity through a natural disaster to relocate to California and it made absolute sense. I mean, do you want to be homeless in the winter in the Midwest? Or do you want to be homeless in the winter on the beach in Orange County? Uh -huh. And that was a thing that came up frequently. 
And it was something that I always thought about, and I mean, still think about right now, just not only do we have different programs in California for homelessness, but just the things that it takes beyond just a support system, but the level of reasonable living standards that change. You know, you know, let me, let me talk about, you know, the, the things that I'm wrestling with on this issue, you know, um, you know, the, the more horror stories I hear about, you know, California turning a certain way and the fiscal situation and the idea of, you know, continuing to raise taxes and, and make life financially tougher to survive here, the more, the more talk there is about that, the more I think, hmm, you know, maybe, maybe I should uh, take myself, take my skills and uh, move over to neighboring Arizona where um, things are cheap, things are cheaper. The economy seems to be growing there. I could buy the same size of house for a little cheaper. And maybe if I can get my career established there somehow, you know, with a growing economy, uh, I can, I can take advantage of a state that's on the upside. Um, however, for me, the math has to make sense. I understand homes are cheaper and gas is cheaper in other states, but salaries are lower, wages are lower in, in other states. So um, I have no assurance that um, moving to another state is gonna uh, work out mathematically. And, and not only that- That might not offer you the same, co- like the cost of living that you've grown accustomed to just because yeah. of salary and tax differences. Yeah, and, and not only that, you know, um, as appealing as a fresh start is, I've, I've done that before. I, I, I've lived in Kansas, I've lived in New Mexico. And looking back, I realized, you know, running away from your problems doesn't really solve anything. I'm, I'm still the same old James with the same old insecurities. Running away from my problems isn't gonna solve everything. And you also mentioned support. Um, when that when I hear when I hear talk about Californians moving to Idaho, uh, I immediately think white privilege, and that's not a term I like to use often. But to me, that reeks of white privilege. There's no way me as an Asian man can move to Idaho. I would have zero support. I would yeah. be a misfit. I don't misfit. think any of us on a, on this call could <laughs> pick up and decide central idaho is where we need to be iris at the risk of you know conflating all central uh, american countries as one uh there is a very large uh i think it's el salvadorian uh community that's outside of quarter lane um but that's 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 the one thing you got that's the one that's the i would just go there and lie and say i came from uh you know my family was uh, el salvadorian just work with it <laughs> that's what i would do personally just use i this. mean i know there's gonna be good pupusas but that's all i'm gonna get out of that <laughs> Um, (laughs) are you fine? Are you finding that the math is working out for, for, for people that leave? (sighs) Anecdotally, no. And and I always mispronounce that word. Um, there's one set of people, uh, they actually were neighbors three blocks down from me, three blocks down from me. Uh, they moved up to Oregon. They they fulfilled their outdoorsy dream. They have a van. They own their house. They sold their house while it was uh, the first little crest of the high that before this current one that we're on. Uh, they bought right before the it was cresting over in Oregon. It's a little bit outside of Portland. It's a much bigger house. It has 
an established guard. It's everything they want, everything they love. And they are putting it up for sale uh, in April and trying to get back down here. Why? Uh, their whole thing, like, no, um, in their words, uh, from what I was able to gather is lack of walkability. So their community is hyper car based, which is interesting for Oregon, uh, especially being that close to Portland, but they picked That's the weird. one. Well, yeah, they picked the one community that wasn't like hyper bike friendly. Um, yeah, walkable neighborhood uh, compared to Redlands, which is a high walkable neighborhood. Um, lack of family support. And they, in their words, and they're, they're very, um, very Anglo presenting. But in their words, like, oh, oh yeah, no, uh, we, we forgot that we lived in California so long, we forgot what racism in other places looks like. um and so that's uh like and they are they are trying to get back uh that's it's a one case in point thing however there's another um exact opposite end of it and man uh, again an outlier um alaska there's at least for my community here in redlands there's always been some kind of strange it, I feel like there's a pipeline between Redlands, California, and the Kenai Peninsula over in Alaska. There just seems to be this back and forth of people. Um, two people that are within, you know, five years parity of my own age are have moved up to once moved up to Homer. Another one has moved up to uh, is moving up to Fairbanks. Uh, he's literally my next door neighbor, uh, a renter, and only because rent is cheap, they can do their stuff online. And it's not because they don't love California. It's just because after a certain point, they can't afford, um, you know, to continue living here if they're not being able to utilize all the services they want to use because they're spending all the time working. I mean, I will say one of the things that has been very visible to me in the last couple of years mm -hmm. is because so many people have the opportunity for, to work from home. Yeah. There's a whole lot of, well, I moved to LA for the job but now I'm paying LA rent to not physically go to the job. So why don't I take that salary anywhere else? And it's leading to the boom over in Beaumont again. Um, mm -hmm. At one point it was the fastest growing city in America. It's looking like it's gonna be that again, uh, despite the population uh, differences that's happening in California. Um, I mean, we let, let's also not discount the fact that in California alone about 80,000 people died of COVID, like during this amount of time, like we lost, we lost a few people. Um, and then those people, I promise you, they were older. Uh, and I promise you this, they were somebody's support system. And after that point, when you lose, like if you lose the, the person that you had, you know, stable rent from, uh, be, it, be it because you're in that in-between stage post-college and that kind of neat year, um, or be it while you're trying to save something up and then somebody dies, uh, that was your stability, that was either be it due to Section 8 rental, be it due to just, they, they had a really good lease for a thousand years. Um, and so they were able to kind of piggyback on that. Whatever circumstance it is, you lose that support network, you're gonna have to go somewhere else. Um, yeah. That is less expensive. And I'll admit, no, California is expensive. We're a, we're a pricey place to be. Um, where you're paying you're paying Disneyland prices here because you get you get a lot with California compared to you know the carnivals that are Idaho or South Dakota or heaven forbid North Dakota. 
uh, where you're paying, you know, per price, per piece things and the safety is not exactly guaranteed. Um, <laughs> I will always talk, I will always talk trash on places that have more voting power than Californians. Um, but so, so that's really fascinating uh, that that for the younger crowd, the people that are more apt to move are, are renters, uh, where they can take the same wage or salary, but but really uh, shorten their their rent burden by by moving to another state. Whereas if you're a homeowner, then you know you're you feel more tied down to to where you are. Yeah, like you, you feel more tied down, or you know your options aren't as as plentiful. Like and if they were, if you were someone that. So it's much easier to switch a rental than it is to switch on your Oh, much easier to swap out a lease over a mortgage. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um are you are you finding so when you, if you ask, you know, Californians, you know, why they're here, you know, everybody says, "Oh, the weather. Mm-hmm. Oh, the beach. Oh, the ocean. Oh, it's sunny. Oh, the the international food. Oh, the good tacos, good Asian food." Are you finding like or do people's actions support their words on that one? Or are people really literally staying because of the, the international food and the beach and Yosemite and, and Lake Tahoe? I mean, I've, I've said that to, to my own spouse many a times. You know, I, I wouldn't mind. I love California. And this is where this is a, a bit of a, a sad uh, admission. But me and my spouse have talked about the idea of possibility of Oregon just so we could be closer to the ocean or... In my own case, uh, you know, you go far enough left, you get your guns back. I do like the idea of some of the uh, the carry laws that are a little more, a little more forgiving in other states. Uh, the non Reagan law- laws. Yeah, the non the non Reagan laws like that. The, the Mumford Act is a piece of, is a is a right wing liberal reactionary piece of junk. Um, I, I stay in California because it's close to that unisex bathroom that's along in Simi Valley. Uh, Reagan's grave. I, I piss on Reagan's grave is the joke. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, no, because we, we contemplated, but our thing, we literally have said to each other, like, no, like, I can't. The fact that I'm able to have, like, go down to Lone Pine and walk amongst, you know, these gorgeous boulders, or I'm able to go up to uh see within you know two hours three hours time uh you know boiling rivers uh from volcanic activity when that were take the same amount of time and go over and you know try to learn how to surf and fail miserably um or literally do the the california hat trick which is go get what was it have a, a breakfast burrito go up and go snowboard in the morning and then go back down and go uh, surf in the afternoon and go have tacos the fact that you can do that is like it is irreplaceable. There's no other place that's quite like this. Um, there, there isn't, and and, okay. and that's why and that's why California continues to attract the world and draw the uh, the peak the interest and 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 curiosity of of the entire world. You know, I I tell people that. You know, Los Angeles, Hollywood, it, it, it draws people from the world and in return, it influences the world. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I'm the first one to say that I am a Californian before I'm an American. Yeah. So you're California first, America second. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> well, that's much. How, that's how California got founded, baby. 
<laughs> I'm just being are, historically accurate. <laughs> are you finding, Jonathan, that the, the people that, um, so some people have left California, others have come in. Are the people that come in, how are they different? I, I'm reading that they are more, more educated, more international. Um, what, what are you observing? Uh, Similar-ish. Uh, so we had two things that kind of, you know, stalled a certain amount of population growth in California. One was, you know, across the board in the United States, we kind of said no to any kind of immigration. We, we, we put a real hard stop on that. Then during COVID, it got a little bit worse for that, uh, for people that are from out of the country coming in, uh, which was a huge driver. Uh, be that for, uh, what was, I forgot the name of the exact visa. What's the, the, the um, basically the one that the tech companies use to, to hire people. Uh, S1B, HB1s? HB1s. Uh, be it HB1s coming in and like, you know, being moved into San Francisco to weirdly enough work in Mountain View. Um, uh, they were able to get it toward half their stuff they're able to do online. So there's no need to move them in. Um, that's our, your first thing. The fact that we, you know, we, we really did toughen up the border. Uh, we, I say as Americans, not as Californians. So that's. Oh, those are two entirely separate entities. When two it two entirely separate control. entities. Um, but the fact that we had that, that, that really, it put a big pause on who's coming in. Uh, but the, as for like my own observations, those that are coming into California, at least in the case, or trying to return back, you know, they, they both have masters. Um, that's what I've seen, but I don't ask people where they're coming from. Most of the people I'm buying and selling from are Californian born or California recent. And they're just interchanging between, they're moving up or down on the scale how they wanna do things. Um, as for renters that are coming into the area from a rental portfolio, it's all pretty much inter-California moving is what I've been able to see amongst like about the 500 properties we manage. Um, I need to, I, maybe I should get my sister on the call. She does, she does management over in Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, yeah. Yeah. So what is <laughs> Like we might yeah. already be too far in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, you're, I've, I've already started this process. Um, on a scale of one out of X. Oh, state. All right. We'll get an answer in a second. All right. She's more representational. <laughs> what advice um, do you have then for, for people contemplating a move? You know, because you mentioned earlier that a lot of people, some people, they they move only to only to realize that they regret it and they're making their way back because there's something about that other state that they didn't foresee. What advice do you have for people that are contemplating a move? First thing, always talk to a financial advisor. It's worth the hundred some odd dollars, a couple hundred bucks to sit and chat with them and have them review your stuff. Uh, everybody's tax uh, situation is independent um, of each other's. There are some cases that, you know, it doesn't make sense to move out of state. They think that they're going to get all these savings by moving to uh, X and in actuality, oh no, your dollar doesn't actually go that far. Uh, always talk to a tax advisor and order a financial advisor about it. Uh, but beyond that, freaking visit the place. 
Uh, try before you buy. Yeah, try before you buy, like what I did with my timeshare. Uh, <laughs> You, you you go and you have you have to walk in the area for a little bit. There's so much you can do by looking at the weather trends. There's so much you can do by uh, looking at economic forecast or you know the, something from the local realtor board. You can get a lot of detail from that, but there's nothing quite like going in, taking a visit. Airfare is still relatively cheap. Um, I mean, and- at the very least, take a weekend trip. And see what kind of grocery store you're going to be in. Yeah. Does it does it have what you buy every week? Are the prices what you expect to pay every week? Oh, and yeah. you can get so much information just from the local grocery store. Yeah, from whatever neighborhood that you're, you're vaguely even thinking about. Um, yeah. Well, re- research, uh, you know, what the community is like. Does the community have the same amenities that that you have back home? Is it is it conducive to... Um, uh, your your hobbies can you continue them there you know so for me I would research are there any ice rinks and uh, and uh, beer league hockey out there <laughs> so uh, careful like Vegas that. is calling baby <laughs> <laughs> you know I, I feel like I feel like we haven't talked enough about Texas um, because um, it seems that it seems like everyone's talking about not just Californians but but people from other states everyone's talking about moving to Texas and and Texas seems to be you know depending on who you ask it it's 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 a hell hole, a crack hole, or it's it's a booming place full of opportunity. You know, um, a beacon uh, for the future. Um, it, it seems it it seems like um, the the big and 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 people stereotype Texas. People think it's like a country bumpkin, deep red state, but it's actually it's actually not. When you go to the cities, the cities are liberal, just just like California cities. Um, the di- there's diversity there, just like in California, many Hispanics and Asians. The international food is good. The road the roads are good. Um, there's a lot to offer there. It's just the drawback is that it's flat and the the beach is far away from from most of the population centers. Um, but it seems like Texas is offering a lot of economic advantages that are that are causing people to be curious about it. A, a, a big one would be um, no no state income tax. If I'm if I'm correct, I'm also hearing uh, good good things about uh, the culture there. You know, you go you go to a party, people actually follow up when you give them their number. It's not like here, um, you know, stuff like that. So, uh, I mean, the only thing the only thing I want to argue with that at all is I had a twelve hour layover in Dallas Fort Worth, and after that layover. I was like, there's nothing Texas has to ever willingly bring me here ever again. <laughs> <laughs> but it that airport money. is it nice, though. See, it, it was, the it was a nice, very though, so. long 12 hours. Uh, <laughs> Dallas-Fort Worth is, is intrigued. Like, I, I got to spend some time there. And then a uh, uh, little bit on, what was it? the Because uh, there's no mountains. I don't have the ability to do, remember what direction I'm facing half the time in Texas, which is, the biggest downside. Um, it's weird when you go somewhere that's so flat, when you're oh, used yeah. to having mountain ranges and being able to tell like, oh, I'm looking at that mountain range. Obviously, that's north. Yeah. Or, uh, without the that, Southern I, California trick. Yeah. I, too far from any like, yeah, it, it, same problem I have whenever I'm like, you know, in Nevada for half the time. But um, now Dallas, Fort Worth or like Texas as the idea as 
Texas makes sense for people if you are in a very narrow economic group. If you are a, again, if you are a renter, and this is something that I mean, you know, they've done a really good propaganda job. They've done a really good, um, you know, come to Texas, it's, it's cheap. Uh, but if you're looking at, again, property taxes, you have some areas that are 14% of the land value is your property tax. Like that's not, that's not fun. Um, can, you, have can other... you compare that to California? California are, what was, we we're capped at uh, 1.7. Yeah, 1.7%. And then it could only grow from whatever your assessed value was year on year of 2% of whatever the last tax bill was. So it was a hundred dollars. It could only go up to $102 the year after that. And then the year after that, it could only go up to a hundred and four dollars in some sense um, so basically basically what they're what they're giving you a break on with state income tax they're making up for with property tax texas gets her money like and that's the thing with all these different states everybody goes like oh well no this doesn't have income tax this and that they're gonna get their like every single state is going to get their money some way shape or form um and like so it depends on like your economic level or if you let's say that you're a renter uh, there are some levels that you don't have base level protections that we understand here in the state of California. Um, evictions could happen in 14 days over in Texas, if I recall properly. Um, whereas California, yeah. law, yeah. law enforcement is law enforcement in general is is just stricter. The, the courts don't mess around there. There are many I, you get breaks in California that you don't get there. Which I find funny the idea that everybody thinks that Texas is free. But uh, like, what was the, what was the meme that someone was like? Oh yeah, hey cannabis shop here in California. Uh, hey, sir, can you uh, put your mask back on? I was like, oh, sorry, I'm from Texas. Uh, we don't have all these weird restrictions. We have freedom. I was like, dude, isn't isn't marijuana like a felony there? <laughs> like, I know that's that that's one thing about Texas. Like, I love the idea that people think that Texas is free. But man, they will curb stomp you <laughs> if you do one like if you do something that's relatively trivial. Um, incorrect, like, Case in point, uh, what was it? Uh, you have special administrative zones for property taxes in areas. So, like you can be one door over, and suddenly you are inside of. Oh, by the way, you're now paying for it da -da 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 -da, because reason. Um, it's kind of like Melrose, but it's unlike in California where Melrose is paid off once it is done paying for the initial investment. Uh, Texas can keep that stuff going forever, man. Um, and you don't pay it guess what you lose your property congratulations like it's very it is super strict for being a free state and i don't i feel like i feel like eventually californians that have moved to texas will do what we've always done every time we move to other states we will come back come back or make that place more like us um, and I, I, there's, there were, we do love as Californians to show up somewhere, act like we've been there the whole time and make it more like California. I mean, that that's was like our cool. favorite thing. That's, that's how our we were favorite founded. thing. Let's be honest about that. That's how we were found to be, be looking back from the era of Spain, Mexico, or the era of Kearney coming in. We, it's a California ethic just to walk in and say, Hey, this, so this is us, right? <laughs> um, it's, it's built into us. We're, we I mean, there's the so many beach and ocean themed bars and nightclubs right on the other side of the border when you get into Nevada off the 15. Mm -hmm. It's just like, really? Really? In the middle of the desert? This is what we're doing? Yeah. 
What do you see as the freest state, Jonathan? Um, you have to define freedom. Um, so like if you're talking like, you know, uh, freedom of like a, a, a bodily autonomy as a woman, um, California, if we're talking about, you know, gun rights, uh, interestingly enough, uh, I, what was it? I believe it's, uh, my personal opinion. Um, it would be Wyoming. Um, yeah, if, if you're talking, you know, the freedom to found an MLM and then free from repercussions of that, it's Utah every day of the week. Um, the, the, the state experiment methodology that we have where every state kind of does its own little thing, uh, within certain general, uh, with, with a certain rubric, limited uh, liability companies in Delaware. Uh, yeah, exactly. Thanks Joe Biden. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like we, they, they've, they're all, there is no, like, there's no one size fits all freedom identity. Um, and so, <sighs> yeah. I, yeah, I think, I, I, yeah, I think, you know, this is really interesting. And, and I think, um, you know, we're in the end, we're going to live in the place that we can financially survive. We're going to stick with it because this is where we find community. And, you know, this is, uh, this is our home and it's not, and despite how many problems our home might have, you know, we're not, we're not just going to abandon it willy nilly. Oh yeah. Um, oh, absolutely. Oh, message from Hannah. She's saying about uh, anywhere from eight to ten percent. Her predominant portfolio is West Hollywood, uh, Glendale, Los Feliz, like high rent areas. So that to go back to a thing of how many people are coming from out of state. Eight um, percent. About eight, eight to ten percent is what she's saying. Um, but yeah, you know, we're we're gonna try to always take care of where we live. Um, how do I put it? Yeah, and and stay within our support systems. Like, case in point, we'll go. Let's go back to the idea of Idaho and white privilege, or the idea of you know community. Why the hell, as a, as a mixed black person that has had the, the 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 fun of being able to be ostracized from both sides of the races, um, why the hell do black people still live in Alabama? Is always the question I ask myself. They do it because it's home. Like, despite the fact that you know they're they're, they're billions of things working against them. them. There's a certain level like, well, this is home. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's the same thing. Like whenever there are people going, they'll leave because it's business. Like, no, you won't. Like, uh, uh, Caitlyn Jenner didn't leave, um, despite, you know, having literally the ability to fly wherever she wanted. Um, What's his name? Um, I think Elon Musk still has like a little shed out here that he keeps for reasons um they, they, they're not gonna there's a certain point that, that people you get attached to a place from time to time um absolutely apple ain't gonna leave uh, despite the fact you know 90 percent of the manufacturing is made what was it? it's literally made over in a foxconn factory over in china it is then shipped over to malaysia to go be repackaged and then moved through um vietnam to go actually have the packaging printed or whatever it is like the stuff Apple and being- Google have major strongholds in Northern and Southern California. They're not going anywhere. Well, yeah, and they, they, even when, you know, there was idea of building up taxes over, a, what was it, like five years ago or so, uh, they, they built a, compl- like almost built a city out of nothing over in Silicon Sand near uh, Mar Vista, um, purely because they wanted to use it to attract people to come yeah. by. Now, granted, in the Zoom 
what we're doing kind of thing future i that may not be as much of a draw um i think that's why we actually didn't see as many people coming in granted um you know you don't you don't have to say hey come come over to, to palo alto that's where my office is um for a vast majority of the new jobs that are being built so i, yeah. I will i am going to be fascinated by like what happens in the future with this i mean uh, even even i have i i have cousins that currently are renters in greater los angeles and they were looking at buying property in one of the Carolinas just because of how incredibly cost effective it is and what your dollar will get you out there. But it was really hard to justify it when there aren't, they wouldn't be able to easily transition employment to pay for that. You know, because you're I, not going to find the same kind of jobs. And if you do find the same kind of jobs, are they going to pay the same where that dollar is going to stretch that far? You know, I've thought about North Carolina as well. You know, in law school, I met quite a few North Carolinians and visited there. It's a, it's a beautiful place, like the fall leaves, the scenery, the hills, Great Smoky Mountains. They have nice beaches, but it's there's just the vibe is just so foreign like it, it just it's just incompatible with with my brain and what i have grown up with like uh the vibe is just so foreign i and yeah it's hard to describe in words but i just feel like um yeah the people are nice they don't mistreat me but there's just something about me that doesn't belong there it's too foreign for me that's the way i feel about uh minneapolis my friends <laughs> Uh, a couple of my friends, they bought a house for maybe 20-ish thousand more than I bought my house in Southern California. And it's without exaggeration, three times the size of my house. Yeah. And it's beautiful out there and it's nice and it's fun, but I'm out there and it's just immediately going, oh man, I brought the melon into the whole county. I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> yeah. <It>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah. I think, I think there's, there is something also to be said for, you know, ethnic community and support. And, you know, my, for me, you know, my, my, fa my family is here. Iris, your family is here. So it's just, it's, uh, it's hard to uh, be too uh, far away from them. Yeah. Just, just for the sake of it. Um, right. So, Anyways, bold, uh, bold prediction time. We were mentioning earlier that um, we as Californians like to go somewhere else and make that place like California. So Jonathan and Iris, how many years before Texas turns blue? Ooh. Nobody, uh, yeah. Um... Are we, wait, hang on. Are we talking by land mass or by population? Blue meaning uh, electoral college blue. Oh, then I'm not wasting my time. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not wasting uh, my time debating. Never, that. They, they, yeah, never. They're going to gerrymander the, the, the shit out of that. You, you could have a 99% population vote on that one. And the, like the last 1% of the guy that owns all the oil fields and Aragot will prevent that from ever occurring. Yeah, uh, I'm not even going to. I'm well, not even going to. Well, wait a minute. It's about the, that. But, it's the, it's, but the electoral college, I mean, whoever, whoever uh, wins the popular vote, the, the electors have to. Uh, 
uh, vote all blue or all red. So what do you They mean? absolutely don't have to. The electors yeah. can vote whoever they want. Yeah, I think the Supreme Court even uh, brought that brought that up recently, if I recall properly. Well, but no, how long will it be like, you're presupposing that America will last another 20 years. Um, <coughs> uh, should we survive another like, you know, 10 years or so and we don't balkanize, which is my, my one. True I mean, not according point. to Canada. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, I, I give Texas about another. I think we're going to see a, a oddly enough, purely due to the fact of uh, the, the the current political parties that are at play. Um, I think Texas is going to remain red for a while, and it's not because of California influence. It's going to remain that way purely because there's just there's no reason to vote blue at this point. Like I think Texas would rather tear itself in half than admit to being blue. Yeah, well, not even that. Like Texas, Texas will. I think like, if you're I, saying like how long will it be until like a Democratic or a, a non-Republican uh, uh, is voted in as the governor, that's a different issue. Um, or, you know, a, a, a blue senator. Um, if Beto O'Rourke is the one that's running, uh, it's it's never going to happen <laughs> on any of those accounts. Um, Beto is really, really more of a light purple. Be, yeah, yeah, Beto and Buttigieg were made in the same factory. Um, but I, I think that there's there's a potential like I think it would be better if you were to ask me like how long will it be until uh, uh, Wyoming goes blue and I think that day. Um, but it, you you sound so unconfident, Jonathan. It's already happened before. Nevada used to be red. Now it's blue. Oregon, yeah. even Oregon, Washington used to be red. Now they're blue. Yeah, well, uh, those those were different. Virginia parties. used to be red. Now Virginia is blue. So this is this is this is already happening. Texas used to be blue, and then it's red. Might be blue again. Well, yeah, well, like, but the way that they're blue is really yeah, Texas just blue a hair. was like you know up until and then after LBJ, like it never was blue again. <laughs> like you go, California the, used to be red. Now it's yeah. blue. Yeah, yeah. So, so what? What? what you sound yeah, so unconfident. Yeah, after Reagan, we changed I, I, our mind. <laughs> I think. You know, I think. I think with dissatisfaction with Biden, I think I'm hearing about Hispanics jumping ship. I think that's delayed the process by yeah. one or two more elections. I think, though, eventually, um, if current trends hold, the 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 diversity of 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 Texas, and not only that, the the with most of the most of its population being centered in the cities which are cities are more liberal to begin with i do think um we, we might see a a blue texas in in 12 years which is three elections from now so i can i can agree to that um i'm gonna put that uh, again, on my Google I, calendar to remember i i i put on the calendar 22 years uh from this point the balkanization of uh texas and of uh of the united states at that point not because of like it's uh, unheard of or people's mind changes not occurring. I think that there's other deeper systemic problems in America that are being laid bare at this point. That I, I, I do think that I, I will. I do think that um, the ethos, the the value of limited government, like this this dream of a limited government where people are independent individuals left alone to succeed economically, that dream. Uh, is going to die out in the long term, uh, sim- not because of 
you know, secularization or, or what colleges are teaching, but simply because they're uh, of the demographic um, trends, there's going to be a lot of old people and not enough young people. Somebody's going to have to pay for all that health care. I do think that uh, we will have we will naturally have to enter an era of, of bigger government. Yeah, um, I, I, we already have very big government and not in the idea of like, oh, they're, they're telling what to do. And the idea of like we spend a boatload of money on a, a series of loaded guns that we both point uh, out and within. Uh, and that's where like the vast majority of our money is going. We're not actually taking care of anybody that's around. I, I, the idea of like a bigger government, like I don't mind the size of our government remaining the same. Uh, I just want us to spend our freaking priorities properly. So like, like the idea of a bigger government being like, oh yeah, we have Medicare or we're taking care of the old people or pensions uh, instead of, you know, threatening. I would just our- be fine if we reallocated our defense budget to actually take care of the veterans. Yeah. My bar well, is set very low. It's, and it, it, your bar will never be achieved. Cause after, yeah, after someone becomes yeah. a veteran, they're, they're a tool of interesting, ob- of, Look at them and then let them walk away. Um, they, they did their job, basically. That's depressing. It's very depressing. <laughs> um, that, that is the American way, man. Um, mm-hmm. But well, we, uh, uh, yes, you have time Sorry. for one more, uh, one more bullet getting... prediction topic before we go. Yeah, um, go for it. <laughs> How much longer will the chip shortage last? Uh, Honestly, probably about another five years. It's making too much money for too many people. To keep I it think it'll last forever. I think we've reached a new normal. I think uh, the chip companies realize you're right that that this is working for them. It's going to be like a cartel. It's going to be like oil. Yep. Or avocados. Um, yeah. No, there, or olive oil. Yeah. <laughs> or maple syrup. That's who's a cartel, by the way. That's another one. Yeah. Yep. Um, what's the What's the other one? Um, zippers. Ooh. There's only one zipper Zippers. company. <laughs> YKK, yeah. Yeah. Um, like that. Like, yeah. We, I, I think it's going to be, it's, we're in it for, like, ask me that again in five years, but I think it's at minimum five years. Uh, if anything, because there will, I think there will be someone that will make an attempt at what uh, Australia did when they were trying to break up the beers. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, do you remember when there was the fad of the yellow diamond and the chocolate diamond? It was like in the mid, the dumbest thing. Like diamonds are not that rare. We all know that the De Beers uh, uh, syndicate uh, cartel keeps everything artificially high uh, by dumping literal diamonds into the ocean. Very, it's not a rare commodity. Yeah, forced scarcity. Yeah. Um, this is carbon. Who cares? Well, exactly. And they can be artificially made, but now they- like, and then, Yeah, and lab grown are really becoming popular because- we can make this actually perfect. Yeah, uh, it's um, but uh, uh, what was it? Australia? They they were like, hey, you know what? We're not gonna do. Um, uh, we're not gonna join the the cartel. We have a bunch of mines. We're gonna pull some of out, and they're pulling out. You know, slightly included or yellow diamonds, other things that were kind of like you know little rarities that wasn't part of the norm. And De Beers goes like, oh, really? Cool. Great. Uh, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to flood the market with these things and make these things worthless. Enjoy. We have so much. And we have so much money, we can actually lose money on this for generations. And still be entirely ahead of the game. Yeah. 
Um, so like, I, I think that like eventually there might be like an American chip maker that gets their act together, builds some, builds a the perfect Silicon Beach where it's just taking sand from the the beach and pumping out computers on the back end. Um, but uh, they're they're gonna be told the score in one way, shape, or another uh, very quickly <laughs> by uh, an NVIDIA or by uh, what was it? When we were saber rattling a Taiwan recently, one of our demands was having them give us their chip factories or their techn- chip factory technology. That was like one of the demands we made. Like it's ridiculous. <laughs> like, um, well, maybe maybe we should take one of their chip factories before uh, China invades. You can't. Maybe you can't invade something that's always been yours. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> one well, on China, that, baby. <laughs> on that on that depressing note, uh, thank you, Jonathan. Uh, for your insights, uh, I learned a lot. Hey, today. listen, man, I just got I got a, like a ten thousand Z bucks, so I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you, Iris, as always. Thank you so much. Good Keep to talk to you guys. Y'all. It's a pleasure. Enjoy your evening. <laughs>